Corinthians chapter 4, if you could turn there for me. I'm, I'm, uh, I, this thing could be titled 100 ways, but I had it in my heart this morning when I went to the Word to, to talk about faith. We're going to need faith for the days ahead. And uh, we all know about it. We, there's nobody going to teach us anything about faith in here right now. But the Holy Ghost might. So we'll just give him opportunity. Because exploits, the, the, the men who, the, the people that know their God will do exploits. And we know him. And faith is the avenue that we know him because faith begins where the will of God is known. So when you know the will of God, you go, that's big. That's exciting. That's not ordinary. That's beyond my pay grade or beyond my education or beyond my expertise or whatever. Faith will take you out there. It always does. It's not like, well, it can take you out there. It'll always take you out there. So I wrote down that men try to live their lives trying to squeeze the max out of whatever life gives. All of society, all of your people, your children, your cousins, your Everybody that you go to, they're all on one quest every day is to get the max out of the day. Unless they're just a slacker and even then they have a system of some kind. So no matter how we all are, how much, how much, this isn't this good. No matter how good it gets, we want more, we get, we want more. We're not glad that we don't have to walk a mile for, uh, for water uh, in the Philippines. We're not, we're not excited that we only had a bicycle among the whole family for transportation. Go, well, yay. Well, they're real excited, but we're, that's not enough for us. We want a better car, and we want a better house, and we want a better everything. We just keep on. It's insatiable to have better in our life, and the Lord wants to be the source of our better. He wants to wow us because the proverbial corporate ladder or whatever, we know that doesn't satisfy. So everybody tries to position themselves for the best opportunity. So we let some deals slide, and then we let some deals, uh, we consider them, and then some deals we go, that's, that's my ticket, that's my door, that's my way open. And if you look back on your years, you can say that's how we thought. We thought, I'm looking for a deal today. Not, not necessarily a business deal, but where to put my kids in school and where to get stuff on sale and where's the best groceries and all that. But what we want or what we're able to, 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 to access may not deliver the vision that God's put in us. Why, you could even say it's guaranteed that it won't. Because the vision inside of you, the assignment, the divine life that's on you and me is beyond what the world can deliver. Or it wouldn't be divine. It wouldn't be heavenly. So it's going to take faith to produce this heavenly transaction. And I maintain, I say, if you're going to live, you might as well live by faith. You're still going to breathe as much as you breathe and heartbeat as much as you're going to heartbeat. And you're going to have three meals a day anyway. You might as well live by faith. It's just about as easy. Oh, doggone, it's easier to live by faith once you get up and running. And so... We know this, and this is just, this is just, we're just going over stuff so it'll refresh. It's the seed principle. The seed principle is the basis of all life. 
The seed is the only thing that when you plant it among things that you cannot use, that, that are not valuable, that are even trashy, it has the ability, the seed does, to access things that are in the sense of a corn seed in the soil, to access chemicals, nitrogen and carbon and whatever the, the thing, and access it and turn something that you cannot eat, which is dirt. Cannot eat dirt, which that's, and, and make a corn stalk with two years of corn on it, which you can eat. And everything that's in those two cobs of corn, everything in there came out of that dirt. It's not like they flew by and they put something special on it. Everything came out of that dirt. And that's the process for us in faith. Faith is a converter. It converts the soil of the word. And we're not saying it's no good, but but we can't eat black ink on white paper. We, we can't we can't take audio things into our head and say, I, I ate good today. We can't do that. So we have to convert it. We have to put it into the converter, which is our spirit. We put it into the converter and it converts what's not useful, unprofitable, unregenerate, and it turns it into life. It is life, but it's in a non-usable form until we put it inside the converter. Your spirit is the converter. Your faith is the converter. It converts what is seemingly useless. Well, I meditated the word today for an hour. Well, what'd that do? Well, I can't tell it did anything. Oh, but the seed that's planted in that medium, in that soil of your heart, 30, 60, 100 fold. And it's just, this is inconvertible. It's, it's, it, it can't be denied. This always works every time on every medium, on every avenue, by any consumer, it always works. Well, we ought, we ought to be jumping at this. Y'all understand? We ought to be saying, that's, that's how I'm living. If it always works for everybody all the time, there's nothing else going on that's like that. There's nothing else that we say, well, I also have something else that works real good. We don't. The seed turns the common into the specific. It'll, it'll turn dollars, paper dollars, that you give into an automobile. Well, people that don't believe in God have automobiles. Well, there's, a, there's sorrow added to it. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And it's the seed principle. So we're, we're conscious, we're, we're cognizant of the seed principle. We sow, we're always thinking, what am I going to take that, that is not good for me, that's not able to be used, and convert it to something that can be? Whether it's dollars or if it's kindness or if it's, if it's you know, discipling somebody. Whatever it is, we convert with our faith. Stuff. This is rich. This is so amazing. I just love this. And the whole kingdom, the absolute whole kingdom is based on this. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse 18. Well, we'll go to 17. Well, we'll go to 16. For which cause we faint not, 
Why do we faint not, Paul? But through our outward, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Aren't you glad that now that none of y'all are 50 anymore? Except you, Matthew. That, that our inward man is doing better. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So in one sense, he's talking about the, the affliction of sowing the seed instead of eating the seed. Because we can always eat a seed. Every seed can be eaten. You can take American dollars and sow them, or you can go buy groceries. It's, it's, it'll do both. While we look not, so the atmosphere, the, the atmosphere, the environment that we're looking not at, uh, uh, that, we're, that this light affliction is working, this atmosphere is that we look not at things which are seen. but at the things which are not seen. So there's the faith element. Anybody can put their hair on fire for what's going on in their life. Everybody's got something they go, you, if you heard my story, you, you, you'd cry. No, we don't cry because the things that which are seen are just for but for a moment. You'll get through this. You'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but you'll walk through it. And you'll get on the other side. And what's happening at this moment isn't what's happening to your life. It's just what happened as you were going through life. Just keep walking. Just keep on sowing your seed. He said, uh, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal or perpetual or longstanding. So here we are. If we're not living this life, it's our fault. We just don't believe. We just choose to eat our seed. We just choose to disregard the seed. We just choose when somebody calls us a no, a non-ninety-new-new. We just choose to call them one back. We 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 sow what the, we we sow what they sowed into us, and you just can't get anywhere, can we? We we have to live above, and it's not just living. It's not being good enough. Well, were you good? Some churches, that's what they preach on. Be good. Don't do bad. You know, be, be, be a civic-minded person. Recycle. And all of that. That's not the point. The point is, are you sowing? Are you sowing? What are you sowing? Well, I'm nice not because I want a, God to give me a Dewey button. I'm nice because I want to sow it because I need to reap it. I need to reap it. I've, sowed, I've, I've reaped some things, and I go, boy, i got to get off of that. Whatever put that in the ground, i got to quit that. Turn with me to Mark chapter 11, please. So I, I, I wouldn't insult you for anything, but we're just talking about stuff that's all the time and everywhere. It is our life. It's just how faith works so that we're, we're always renewed and refreshed. Brother Hagin always said that he, he never apologized for being repetitive. Boy, and I've taken him up, haven't I? Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's go all the way up to verse 19. Let's, let's get this right. Let's get this right. And when even was come, he, the Lord Jesus, went out of the city. And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. So the context is, is he cursed it. 
And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold. <laughs> Isn't that funny? You know, like the Lord couldn't see that. It was, it was, a, it was just a fig tree turned upside down. The fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering saith unto him, funny answer, have faith in God or have the God kind of faith. So he's prophesying to these unborn again men, these unregenerate men, and he's telling them this is how the life is that you're going to live. Have the faith of God, have the God kind of faith. Speak to the mountain. And he goes on and says everything. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, this situation, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believeth those things which he saith, which he saith. There's the faith right there. The things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have, he shall have. It can't be denied. It's not like he probably will and often does and, it, and on occasion. Frequently it happens. He shall have whatsoever things he saith. So faith has a voice. Faith is speaking. If it's not speaking, it's immature. It's still, it's still down there. It's the last thing to form is the voice. The last thing of, vo of faith is to form is the voice. And until you get a faith voice, you only have an echo. Our job is not to say words that fit. Our job is to be a voice. To speak the words of the word, not the answer. The answer might or might not be the answer, but you you got to have, it's an echo. By stripes I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. You could be an echo. You just heard somebody, you heard the word, you, you parroted the word, and it comes out of your head, and there's no creative power out of our head. Did y'all get that? There's no creative power coming out of your head. It's not our words that cause creation. It's our faith-filled words. It's words that are faith. They, that faith is, our words carry our faith, the power of God, the life of God, carries it into the situation. But you can have somebody that, you can have a, a, a word that's empty. Empty, there's nobody in it. There's nothing in it. It's just a word. And you'd be fooled if you said, well, that's, that's going to happen. If you could measure your faith-filled words versus empty words. And the Lord in one verse, where is it in? Uh, well, it's in there somewhere where he says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks out of the heart, not out of the head. So he goes on there, believe, believe it or not, that's not the end of it. Whatsoever he, he shall have, whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. So he wants us to be specific. He wants us to pick out a mountain. Not just to say, well, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And just, and just try to collect them all and try to move them all at it once. That's not what the word says. The word says, find the mountain that's leaning on you. He said, well, I say to you, what things soever ye desire. Speaking of the mountain, isn't he? When ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. So it's a specific thing. 
Amen? And it, we always remind ourselves, this is something I can do. Some things you go, that's, that's hard. And in other religions, they, they want you to sacrifice your babies. That's hard to do. But here, all he wants you to do is meditate the word. Meditate the word. Not, not knowledge, not facts, not, not information in your head. But to meditate the word until you mash it down in there into the converter, into the converter, into the seed converter. That, that the, this converter that's in you, that's called your faith, that's called your heart, takes what you put in it and it converts it into faith filled words. It's not an echo anymore coming out of your head. It may be for a while, but eventually you'll hear a peep and you'll say, what was that? By stripes I am healed. And it won't be just like a, a, an echo. It'll be a voice. The voice moves the mountain. And ye shall have them. And then verse 25. Let's just straighten this up while we're here. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any. Well, that'd be pretty regular, wouldn't it? I mean, you, if you get up and you run around for 16 hours in a day, it's, it's <laughs> there's somebody out there that's going to get on your, yeah. When you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any. Why? Why would you do that? Why do you, should you forgive? Well, it's just a nice thing to do. No, there's a reason. That your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you of your trespasses. Now, let's just stop here and say, is that us? Now, we're in the Gospels. And you've got to rightly divide the word of truth. And who's he speaking to? He's speaking to Jews. These are the boys. They're none of them regenerated. They're none of them born again. And he said, but you guys, you're going to have to you're going to have to play this out in the flesh. When you stand praying, forgive you have against any that your father also, which in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. I thought our trespasses were already forgiven. They are. They are. We're li- we're, we're reading this, but we're living beyond this. Who we are is beyond who they were. And we appreciate the word and we appreciate the, the admonition, but that's not who we are. So you're, it's, a, it's a faith trigger designed by people to say, and there's lots of ministries that do say this, if you don't forgive, your faith isn't working. And I'm telling you, that's not, that's not how it is. You ought to forgive. You ought to forgive. But it's not a curse if you don't forgive. And we're, we're not, we've been redeemed from the curse. This, this is the law, and we're not under the law. Now, if you don't like that, if you don't agree with that, well, just go on. It doesn't matter to me. But if you do not, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. There we have the second verse to that song. The Father can't forgive you of your trespasses. Yes, he has. Because we are born again and we are clean. We are, we, are, we are sealed here. And sin cannot touch you. 
If sin could touch you, then thoughts could touch you and you could be defiled and lose your salvation. If if sin can touch you, then. Yeah, you're you're messed up all the time. But sin doesn't touch us there. It does condemn us. Are y'all y'all know what that is? Where when we're condemned, we're like, man, I did it. I hate it. I just feel so bad. I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. I'm guilty. And so we go to first John one nine and we get that off of our life. We plead the blood. We we put the blood of Jesus on our soul, on our sins. But we never touched hell. No matter who you didn't forgive and no matter what does it say, if you do not forgive, neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. That has never happened to the born again believer. He has never said, ah, that's that's just over the line, son. That's over the line. And we're we're snatching your name out of the Lamb's book of life. We're snatching you out because we can't tolerate that kind of stuff over and over day by day. Well, that gets us all. Well, the house was quiet. Hallelujah. But we do. We have to rightly divide the word of truth. You go. So are we free? No, we're not free. We're not free to sin. The wages of sin is death. It'll bite the snot out of you. Don't do it. Just because you can doesn't mean, I mean, just because you're not going to hell because you do, doesn't mean it's going to help you in your life. You're going to have to get past it. So forgive. Take the admonition, which is the law, and live in grace as you obey it. Not as a curse. Like, if I don't do it, I'm cursed. No, we're not. But we're going to do it because we're in grace. I can forgive. It's in my heart to forgive. I've been forgiven. I'll forgive. And that's who we are. Amen. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Hallelujah. Well, my goodness. Two twenty. I am crucified with Christ. Is that true? We are, aren't we? You go. Well, I didn't get up on the cross. Sure, you did. We were up there with Him. And when He came down, we came down. And we were buried with Him. And then on the third day, we rose with Him. So we are crucified with Christ. Yet. Not I, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we're living by his faith. That's how we live. We live. We don't live by the law saying, if you do that one more time, I'm going to slap you across the room. We don't live there. But we're sons who serve. So we, we want to we please Father. We want to please Father. So as soon as, as soon as Holy Spirit convicts us of it, we go, I got to get rid of that. And so we do. But we're not under a, 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 a curse. Deuteronomy's got the curses. If you do this, you're going to get slapped back. And if you do it again, you're going to get slapped back three times. I mean, it's just, it's just how they had to operate. 
because the old covenant people were, were not born again. So they were like children and you couldn't reason with them. You couldn't put enduring uh, uh, principles in them. Abraham was such an amazing man that God said, I found him and I chose him because he would train or teach his children after him and his household. It was such an, uh, an odd. Yeah, he was special. But the rest of them were not. They were building golden calves before Moses could get down the hill. So, yeah. So uh, I was thinking about people in the word that are absolutely had a voice. And if you are if you go after your voice, you go after the voice of faith, you go after what comes out of here. You're not you're not reading. Reading's good and you have to read to meditate, but we meditate the word. We take a verse apart. Himself bear by own sins in his body on the tree. We take that apart and we break it down and we find out himself and we find out bear my sins and uh, in his body on the tree. And then we go to me. I was with him and we, we meditate it. We, we break it down and push it in so that it becomes truth inside of us and not facts in our head. Truth inside. We meditate it. We go over it. We, the word means to mutter in a low tone. And so we, we marinate it. We think about it. We put a card on our mirror. We, 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 we say it going down the road. Himself bear my sins in his own body on the tree that I, having died to sin, should live under righteousness. By his stripes I was healed. And you just start breaking that down. And then that's Monday. Tuesday, you do it again. And Wednesday, you do it again. Well, what about all the other verses? We're going to get the voice of faith concerning healing down in me, down in you. We're going to get it so that it has a voice so that it can speak and the mountain will hear it. The mountain doesn't hear chatter. Yabba dabba dabba. It doesn't hear that. We got to get the mountains moved and we got to do it the Bible way. If you want the Bible results, you got to do it the Bible way. Nobody wants to, I say nobody, I should never say that, but I'm saying a lot of people want, they want to skip. They want Cliff's Notes. They're like, how do you get this in the short version? There is no short version. We're working things out. They always told me I'd be sick. They always told me I'd amount to nothing. They always told me, they always told me, they always told me. And that stuff gets down in us. God's in control. We get that stuff down in us. And it's got to be worked out. And you can't just say, okay, I don't believe that anymore. That, that's not how it works. We have to meditate it out. And then we have to, it's a process. Then you meditate it in. You bring it in. You bring it in. You bring it in. You replace that with this. You can't just leave it empty and say, well, I don't believe that anymore. Well, what do you believe? I don't know. We have to put the word in because we're looking for a voice and not an echo. And like I say, we can do this. It's like we're doing smarter stuff than this all the time. We're, we're, we're doing all sorts of high tech and educated and smart things and technology. Th we're doing all sorts of stuff. We can do this. It's almost like it's too simple for people to do. So I'm thinking about the woman with the issue of blood. 
Where is she? Is she in Mark chapter 5? I didn't write it down. I think she's in Mark chapter 5. 4 or 5. Let's, let's read what she said. And if we find out what she said, we'll know what she had. And then we can measure her results. We could say, did she really have it? Well, let's look at the results. Chapter 5. Okay, yeah, there it is. Verse uh, 25, a certain woman with, had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians. Do you all know those doctors? Yeah. Oh, my. And had spent all that she had. She was in. This was a serious, a terrible condition. It was life-threatening. She, she was in. She wasn't like, well, let's see if we can patch it up. But rather grew worse. And when she heard of Jesus... The Amplified says the report of Jesus. She came in the press behind and touched his garment. Why did she touch his garment? It's like, oh, let's all go touch the garment. It's a magic garment. It wasn't a magic garment. It's what she said that it became for her. Just like communion. There, there, it's not the body of Jesus. It's not the blood of Jesus. It's... But it turns into that when you believe you receive it and partake of it that way. It becomes what you need it to become because we transpose it with our faith. Well, she, she said, for she said, verse 28, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Now, there's just, that's just not long. How many words is that? That's nine or ten words. It's just not like, well, she went on and on and on. Lord, if you'd have mercy on me and I come from a wealthy family and I'll help your ministry and I'll... No, if I may but touch his garments, I shall be made whole. It was an absolute. And according to this, she didn't say anything else. That's what she said. So it was a voice and not an echo. Well, we heard down at the camp, uh, the, the hurting, the, the women's clinic, we heard that, you know, if you go up there and get, get with him... No, she didn't have any of that. She heard about Jesus and she meditated that he had healed people. And so she said, I don't know why she said, if I but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So it's like we could work on faith a lot and we could work on our faith a lot or we could just go straight to it and just say, I got to be able to say, I got to be able to say these words as a voice, I have to fill these words. If I may but touch his, the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. I have to fill them with my faith. I will release these words and they will go ahead and they will prepare a place for me. It'll be a seed that'll change what's useless. It's just a garment. It's just a hem. It's just nothing. There's a crowd. I can't even be here. But it will transact my faith in the, in the, in the faith exchanger It'll exchange what's a seed for the harvest that I need. It, it works every time. So when it, when it doesn't work for people, they didn't work it. You go, I don't like that. I, nobody does. Nobody likes that. They, they love. I have kinfolks that loved. They, they disparaged the healing message because... I'm pretty important in the church. And I, a lot of people look to me. 
and I have a lot of followers, and I have a lot of this, and I have a lot of that, and, and I'm sick, and I'm crippled, and I'm this, that, and the other. Therefore, and it's the therefore that changes everything. Healing isn't for today for everybody, because obviously I would have it if anybody could have it. It's just a lie, and we just, we, we just got to... Uh, who else was there? Oh, I had somebody else that was so good. Where was that? Oh, here it is. It's in Numbers 14. I'll just read it to you. But listen to these words. Because there was 12 boys, the best boys in the whole nation. Thousands of people in each tribe. 12 tribes. They said, we're going to pick one. And he's going to go in. And what he's going to do, the 12 of them are going to measure the cities. Tell us where they're at. How many guards they got out front. They're just going to do a reconnaissance. Well, they must have thought they were elders and they were supposed to go do something because they all went in saying, we're supposed to assess this thing. No, you're supposed to recon this thing. And in Numbers 14.9, it says, neither fear. This is what the, the two spies said, Joshua and Caleb. Neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bread to us. We'll eat them up. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. Now, I like that. I like that. It's just, it's pretty plain spoken. It didn't like, well, now let me give you page two and page three and whatever. Nope, that's what they said. They are bread to us. Fear them not. And that was the word of the Lord. And it, it was the word of the Lord. But in the populist society that they had, they let them vote. They didn't let them vote, but they came back and all infiltrated their own tribe. We're the best of the best. You sent me. I'm, I'm, I'm old numero uno in the tribe of Issachar or Judah or whatever. This is what I think. And they all got fearful. And they all spent two and a half or three million, whatever it was, spent 40 years out in the, in the dry spots. And they could have been sipping tea on the, on the veranda that year. So it means everything. So we know the potential. We know what God had for them. Romans 4.19, we will quit with this. Romans 4.19. You know where this is? This is, this is Mr. Abraham. Romans 4.19. But now let's just say this. Let's say this before we go. Man, it's good to be refreshed in our faith. It's, it's good just to go over this stuff and say, yeah, I knew that, but yeah. Uh, faith speaks because it knows that it knows. Your faith will speak. It could be an echo before that, but if it comes out as a voice, it will speak when it knows that it knows. They are bred to us. If I might, might touch the hem of his garment, I shall be healed. It knows that it knows. And when you know that you know, nothing, no devil, no, no, no treatment, no, you're good. You go, well, so what are we after? We're going after that voice. 
That's all we're going after is I got to find my voice. I got to find my healing voice. I got to find my my prosperity voice. I got to find it so that I have all sufficiency in all things and that I abound to every good work. You got to have that as a voice. You can't just say, I hope. Maybe. You got to have it. So what are you working on? Well, I'm working on this and that. No, you're not. You're working on finding your voice. That's all we do. Is find out who you are. You got First of all, that's the, our number one thing. Find out who you are in him. Because it doesn't matter if you have a voice. It says, in the name of worm, I cast out the devil. Well, it's not going to work if you're a worm. So you've got to find out who you are. And so faith is a voice. Faith is a voice. It's not an echo. You can say words that sound like faith, but they're just an echo. We have a voice. That's how you got born again. That's how you got spirit filled. Is one day you rose up and said, I will be filled with God's spirit. And you, you couldn't be denied. Your body was saying, don't do it. Your body was saying, this isn't it. Your body was saying, this is, this is just the flesh. Your body was saying everything. But something inside said, I am so close to being filled with God's spirit. I cannot be denied. And you pushed yourself across the line and you got filled with the Holy Ghost. And then once you had evidence, it's like, oh, yeah, I had it from the beginning. I, I always knew. <laughs> Romans 419 uh, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. when he was about 100 years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Uh, let's see, where am I? Verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God. That's the voice. So you could stagger 15 years or 20 years, or in his case, more than that, and then straighten it up. Straighten it up. It's not like, well, I failed 20 times, therefore, you know, I, I, it's against me. No, it's not. It's fresh. It's brand new. It's just like you never did mess up. You just go in there and say, I'm going to meditate this until I have it, until I hear the voice. I won't speak to the mountain until I hear the voice. Because faith has a voice and I'm going to hear the voice. I'm going to hear the voice. And I'm going to put it in until, well, how long will you put it in? Till I hear the voice. Well, how long will that take? Till I hear the voice. So symptoms may come and say, I doesn't do any good. This is already done. It's the other way. And you might pull off. We've all pulled off. Amen. That's enough of that. So does anybody need healing in this room tonight? Does anybody need healing in this room? I, I want you to be judicious about it. And not just because they're giving out free snow cones and you say, we don't like snow cones, but they're free and we'll give out, we're going to take a bunch home. 